You're listening to RTI Audio, powered by Rocky Top Insider. This is Pancakes and Bacon with VFL, Tyler Turbison, and Reed Bacon. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Pancakes and Bacon. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curbison. Joined with Reed Bacon. Uh, got a great one today. We're talking Pro Day. We are talking this first scrimmage uh, with Tennessee over the past weekend. And what we heard from it, what we heard out of Pro Day from the different guys, what we heard out of Coach Heupel from the scrimmage and how it went. And we're kind of letting you in on uh, a little behind the scenes of a coach talk. You know, they try and put that coach talk in there to hide the secrets, but we're able to find him a little bit. Um, before we jump into any of that, if you guys are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, leave a comment. We love answering the comments. Um, if you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download on all those platforms. It helps us so much. And make sure and follow us on all those platforms. Uh, speaking of follow, also social media at Pancakes and Bacon for our main Twitter account, at rbacon26 read on Twitter, at Kyler Curbison on all social medias for myself. Um, and uh, yeah, let's just jump right on into this great podcast. All right, welcome in everybody. Uh, got another great podcast for you. We are talking about the pro day that just happened and also the scrimmage. That just happened in Neyland over this past weekend. Um, so we can kind of give you some insight there. We didn't get to go to the scrimmage. We'll say that. But saw some interviews, saw what happened at the scrimmage. We don't have numbers at the pro day, but we're going to talk about what some of the guys said um, and everything that kind of went on there and all the teams that were there. So, uh, but before we get into any of that, Reed, how we doing, bud? Tyler. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. You studly, studly man. As we do sometimes, we record back-to-back pods. So that is we, true. We will be wearing the exact same stuff. <laughs> Kyler will be looking just as beautiful in our uh, Jake Merck linger film breakdown. There you go. Um, but now we're talking, as Kyler said. And you said we didn't go. I'm glad you said, hey, we didn't go to, we didn't go to the scrimmage. It's because you live in Nashville. So we don't want to just abuse all of our rights of going over there every time, every day, reporting. Exactly. I mean, Scott uh, Altai. I, I think they would catch on if we went every day and they'd be like, uh, Kyler, we're going to have to give you media credentials and you can't talk about practice when you come. And like, right. we don't want that to happen. Yeah, exactly. It's like Scott Scott Altai is like, come on, Kyler, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> let's, let's, let's rein it in. But anyways, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit of, you know, some other stuff. We broke down Jake's film on a separate pod. Um, but yeah, how, how was your weekend? Anything fun or special? Uh, nothing necessarily fun or special. I mean, just happy Easter to everybody. Um, hope they have a good one. Uh, happy Easter. Yeah, coming up. Oh yeah, this I guess well, this will be the pod that the people see before Easter because then after that we'll record afterwards. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, so happy Palm Sunday. Can say that. There you go. Uh, but yeah, just errands, 
cleaning up, moving some stuff around at the, at the casa, switching out litter boxes, all that good stuff. <laughs> did <laughs> did take did take my two cats to go get groomed yesterday. Um, they <laughs> do not like car rides. One of them threw up, so it's just you know fun experience we got going here. Um, but yeah, overall, good weekend. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Kyler, just the 6'4", 260 unit that he is, and his two little kitty cats. Oh yeah, like, they're adorable. Adorable, like Doctor like Evil. <laughs> <laughs> How about yourself? Yeah, great weekend. I, I mentioned it a little bit uh, on the pod that we just did about Jake, but yeah, it was a great weekend. So. The girlfriend and I, uh, Megan, and we went to Chesapeake's on Friday for our Lenten meal. Um, and then uh, went by, as I call him, Mr. J, Johnny O. Um, so I went by John's house to pick up our RTI swag, which I absolutely love this uh, polo. Um, we got to zip up. I have your stuff in my car. So I'll get you that when you come in. And then, um, yeah, Saturday, just hung out with with Megan and Went out to eat with my parents at uh, Aubrey's, and it was great. So I got to see uh, Tyler, our good buddy Tyler Williams, and he and I. He was on daddy daddy duty by himself because Mari was was gone for the day, and so he and I took Joey, his two almost three year old, and and Colby, his fifteen month old, did breakfast. They wanted to go. They wanted to go to Waffle House, so it was an experience. I'm sitting there, you know, carving up, you know, little Joey's waffle and feeding it to her and just hey uncle reed's here here to help uncle reed's dominating so we went there and then we actually went to sacred we were going to go to lakeshore but saturday it was so nice and it was so busy we're like let's just go to sacred heart and had the whole playground to ourselves. and um so yeah and then today was it was nice it was palm sunday mass uh which was great and i went with megan and then her mom came with us which her mom's awesome i i really enjoy spending that time and getting to know her better. So yeah, it was a great weekend. Um, no, no complaints. And yeah, I, you know, Easter will be uh, coming up next Sunday. So I guess this will be the one that people see uh, before Easter. I don't know when you're going to put them out, but yeah, happy, you know, good Friday and, and uh, Easter Sunday. But uh, yeah, let's, let's talk. I, um, yeah, we, we didn't go, we can't just abuse Kyler's vault for lifeness and, and go to every scrimmage, every practice and give everything we do go to, you know, a spring practice a year. We go to a fall camp every year. And then, uh, you know, we have our ways of trying to uh, get some info if we want. But really, I mean, honestly, being part of RTI, you know, Jack and Ryan and, and Rick, they're our go-tos now if we want to know stuff that when we don't get to see it for our own two eyes. Exactly. And if there's anything that, you know, we don't cover, we don't look over, like you can go on RTI's website. They are at every single event they can be covering everything, taking videos, writing up articles. So, you know, RTI.com, like that's, you're going to get even more information. We're just kind of going to break down that information for you this week. That's a good way to put it because I wanted to hear about the scrimmage. And it's funny because you and I were planning on going to practice next week and you and I are both like, please, please don't be a scrimmage. Please don't be a scrimmage. Cause last year, uh, last year it was, it wasn't fall camp. It was when we went to spring and I think we showed up on a Saturday and it was a scrimmage and most people were like, Oh my gosh, a scrimmage would be better. No. Kyle and I want to. Kyle and I like to see practice. We want to see the drills. You get to see. You get to see more at a practice compared to a compared to scrimmage. Definitely, with a scrimmage, everything, you know, it can be scripted. Um, things can be going in certain ways. In a practice, you have 
a certain amount of plays you're going to get to run. I'm going to see five plays in a row from these ones. In a scrimmage, it's, oh, three and out. Oh, you're like you're forced to get off the field. The next group comes in, you're like, well, I didn't get to see everything I wanted to. Right, and you get to see more people in a practice because it's like, what if I want to go and I want to see a Nathan Lee Cox as a true freshman receiver? It's like, what if he's not, you know, maybe he gets, you know, 10 reps in this one in this one um, period that they're doing, but, like, he gets two balls to him. Well, no, I'd rather go over and watch him get seven reps of one-on-ones, and, and you know what I'm saying? So Exactly. Yeah, so it was funny. But, yeah, they had their first scrimmage. I actually went immediately to YouTube and watched the, the post-practice that, that uh, RTI put up, and I was talking to you about it. It's the least shocking thing in the world, like, as, as former players, like, whether it's fall camp, which means summer camp, training camp, uh, or spring, the defense always dominates always. the first the first practice. I mean, the the first uh, the first scrimmage always. It's it's never a fail, and and I don't I don't know if that's just because the offense isn't in sync yet. If it's a timing thing, I don't know what it is, but it's just like the defense. Any football I've ever been around, the defense always eats up, and then and then and then scrimmage two, the offense makes its, you know, makes a nice big jump. Yeah, and I think uh, – listen, I think that's also because whoever's the twos, whoever's in the twos might not be as great, so it is a lot harder for the offense to get going. So then, like, when you're looking at it holistically, you're like, well, only one unit could do anything versus the defense. Then it can also go in where on offense, you – it is a lot more important – for all 11 to be on the same page than it is on defense. That's just true. Like on defense, you can have a dog at defensive end, go make a sack and everybody else could be wrong and he still get there. Yeah. So on offense, it's like, if your right tackle isn't doing what he's supposed to, it's a sack and it doesn't matter how well of a route that the wide receiver ran or a great chip that the running back did on the other side. It's like, it's a sack. So that part of it runs into it. And then also, I, and this is from experience, the defensive coaches love to throw in new damn blitzes See, and that's twists yeah. on yeah. scrimmage day. They're like, they haven't seen this in practice. We're going to get in their ass. I'm like, F you guys. We don't get to throw in new protections. Like, <laughs> like we don't – all you're doing is making it very, very difficult on the offensive line. I always hated that. Because it's like, oh, yeah, the offense is bad now. Or like, oh, the offensive line can't block. I'm like, well, I mean, they just threw in this freaking mega lord blitz over here out of nowhere. I haven't even seen it. It's not like and, I can study it on film. And the offense isn't just going to be like, hey, you know what? Let's let's go with some – we're going to hit them with a lot of, like, trick plays or, or, or um, you know, attack – you know, a lot of offense nowadays is like, hey, this is what they like to do, so we're going to specifically attack this. Well, like – it's a scrimmage like you're not you know what I mean like yeah. there's you know it's, if they're bringing out something new you might not know how to attack it or whatever so um the things that I caught off of um of coach hype what he was saying which there was obviously a coach speak in there a lot of it um but the things that I picked up on was hey the energy and effort's great which is not a surprise because spring practice it really is a it, it's like th that spring practice first scrimmage is a big deal for a lot of people because it's the first full go time that you get to impress 
as a guy who's trying to earn a starting spot, who's a true freshman that just got here, who entered in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like Tyler Barron, he's probably just excited to go out there because it's full go and he wants to go enjoy playing football. But it's like, we know who he is. We know what he's going to do. Exactly. But you got 18 new faces as freshmen and transfers or whatever coming in. And they, I promise you as a competitor, they want to make those coaches know, hey, the scholarship offer that you gave me was worth it. I'm worth it. You know, I'm better than this guy. Like, I can do this. So, it's like I remember even in high school, it was like you were still a sophomore school year, but when you got on that football field in spring practice, you were a junior. And that's a huge step. And the same thing, it's like you're a junior, but, like, on the football field, it's your senior and you're the top dog. So, it's like it's exciting time. It's fun. You know, it's getting to be out there. And and the other thing, too, about spring practice, which is nice, is, like, it's not like fall camp for any football player. Everyone hates fall camp. Everyone hates summer camp. It's it's an absolute grind. It's still you know when you know my fall camp at or summer camp at Memphis is still one of the top two hardest things I've ever done in my entire life, dude. Yeah. So everyone goes through it. Every single guy who's who's first fall camp, like a few days into it, and you're like, "Holy shit!" I woke up at six a.m. and I didn't get back to my bed until ten p.m. And all throughout that day. I was eating, watching film, or practicing slash working out. Yeah. And that's all you're doing all day. Yeah. Like, after three days, you really start to think, like, damn, am am, am I football? Like, am am I good enough to do this, like, long term? Like, I don't know. Because it's also, as you first start, you're messing up all the time. And that's all the coaches are saying to you is, like, hey, do this better. Hey, you're sucking at this. Like that's all the, like a lot of the feedback you're getting. So, Oh my God, it's so difficult. It is so difficult to just make it through a, a training camp like that. Um, it, it's something else. Hey, bro, so my power just went out at the house. <laughs> so you can't see me. Can you? I can barely see you. You're so dark right now. <laughs> Honestly, bro, I say we. I mean, I there's. I mean, I can go somewhere that it's like lighter, like so we can get natural light. But I don't. I mean, this power could be out for a long. It was out last night for like six or seven, eight hours. No, excuse me, it was out for like four or five hours last night. Oh goodness. Um. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can try and move to where like your window in your room so that we can see a little bit better, or we. Look at that. I can see you. All right, let me just prop this up and we're we're going. We're we're I mean we'll we'll hey, make hey, you just do what you need to do and I'll keep talking. I'm well gonna I keep, can't I'm keep all this in because that was hilarious. Just you showing up in a black screen and power went out. I'm keeping it in. All right. Well you you keep it in. You set and... up your stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking about spring practice. Um well, so some of the other things like Reed hinted towards is you know, you can grab little little nuggets out of the interview from Coach Heupel. Obviously, he's going to have that coach speak. But some of those little nuggets, um, you know, he said in Nico's confidence and control of the offense that Nico played well, but to get better confidence and control of what he's doing. That's exactly the kind of thing that we said in the last pod is Nico's a great player, he can make the throws, but if you don't 
know to a T exactly what's going on in every aspect of the offense, you get out there, you start moving around, you're you're forgetting that a guy is coming on a dig. You you don't realize that my left tackle isn't going to be picking up that blitzer. That like little stuff like that leaves your mind. You don't you don't think of it. Hendon and you know now Joe have such a great understanding. It's like you see those things coming to you. You you remember that oh I do have a guy out in the flat that I can hit. Nico's not there yet. <laughs> so right now he is he is kind of going with the flow. He's just ah what's what's happening like. Okay, I'm I'm running this play, but I don't know exactly what's going on. So a lot of the times he's running instead of maybe hitting a guy in the flat where he could. He's, you know, handing it off to the running back when he could pull it and run for it himself. It's just little things like that. Um, something else that coach said that you talked about in the Alabama game, you made it a point to say, didn't realize how many times Hendon escaped how many times he had to escape, how many times he made plays with his feet. It's not necessarily he's getting set up to make plays with his feet, but it happens. And we said, I don't know if Joe is on the level that Hendon was on. I don't know if he is at the point Hendon was at when it comes to athleticism, when it comes to escapability. Joe is just a bigger dude. Like he will be strong. He'll be like a Ben Roethlisberger in a way, but Ben wasn't escaping pockets. He wasn't running around before he threw. It was a lot just being strong in the pocket, which I think Joe can do. Now, Heifel said, hey, we just got to work on Joe a little bit escaping. Just, just, just like understanding when a play is broken down and like, you just need to take off. You just need to do what you need to do. Like, don't, don't try and you know, stand in the pocket and do all that. But it's difficult when the quarterback's not live. When you yeah. don't get that real feel of someone's coming down my back, someone's coming to get me, then that's when you're like, I got to get rid of this ball. I got to do something here. Well, the I think also that that running that Hendon, that Hendon had, you got to remember, like, what's the biggest – what's the biggest um, – um, I'm, I'm going, I'm drawing, I'm drawing a mind blank here. What's our biggest attribute or our biggest um, advantage? I'm sorry. What's our biggest advantage in offense? It's our speed. It's moving quick. Well, if you got, if you can't stay on schedule and if you can't, can't kind of keep it running. So it's like Hendon drops back. He sees that his first two aren't there. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get six yards. I'm going to get three yards. I'm at least going to get something positive. And there's times where we've watched Joe and we've seen Joe and he holds it a little too long. And instead of just taking three yards, he ends up getting an incompletion uh, or throwing it away, which I, you know me, I'm a big fan of throwing it away if you have to. But then there's there's no yardage or you hold it too long and there's a sack. It's like, bro, get your four yards and let's just keep this thing moving because the next play we might hand it off and it gets stuck too for two yards. But then that third down is when we hit a bomb over the top. Like you got to keep it going. You got to keep the speed. Um so a, a couple other things that he said that, that, that we picked out is um, we were talking about with, with, with spring practice. So, like, obviously the energy and efforts there because everyone's excited. Everyone's ready to prove themselves as the next up-and-comer. 
Um, it's the first time they've got to strap it on and get to go play because they've done damn mat drills. They've done spring practice. Now they can go and cut loose and have fun. Everyone loves playing football, but everyone loves playing it. Not everyone necessarily loves practicing it. But, he, but, he, but he said he said the energy and effort was great, but it's the first time that this team, as a old Butch Jones thing, team 173, you know, this, that's, this is the first time that this new team has all been together. And it's like, so you're building towards something for next year. It's like, it's great to hear the energy and efforts there, but it makes sense that the attention to detail, that there was probably a lot of mistakes. Then lastly, the thing that I picked up on, on his, on his interview was like, they asked him which receiver, because obviously everyone wants to know and he immediately says score white. And it's like, that's shocker to nobody. Because we saw Squirrel White do it as a true freshman last year. It's so funny. I'm sitting here looking. I look like Two-Face from Batman. It's like. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So, but it's like that. that's 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 surprising to absolutely no one. You know what I mean? Because it's like yeah. we've seen Squirrel do it. We know how much of a dog he is. Um, you know, we, we, we know what he's going to come. And then he immediately goes to everyone that we've talked about, whether it's Caleb Webb. He says, he actually says Chaz second you know, making some good plays. And then he threw in Nathan Leacock there towards the end of the scrimmage. So it's like, hey, those are the same guys that we've all thought about, but those aren't even besides Squirrel. It's like we're still not even talking about Brew and, and Dante, you know. Um, so that so that was good to hear. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other pieces. Um, you know, it's I'm glad you brought up the Nico part because it is true. It's like that's his first – live not live bullets you know because he's he's in the red jersey so it's like yeah. he, you know he's not he's not getting taken down but you know these guys are getting to play and kneeling for the first time they're getting to experience all that um yeah so i mean it's it's a lot of the stuff that i anticipated on hearing uh some of the names that i anticipate on hearing and i'm not shocked that the defense you know played really well um yeah. and then and then we had the pro day before you before and i asked the couple, pro day i do want to <laughs> point out a tweet that I quote tweeted that was of Alabama practice. And I literally was just like, wow, this is so boring. And it was just a throw to the corner of the end zone from Jalen Milrow to one of their wide receivers, whatever. I'm talking about the practice. Read, and you can say this too, the practice we went to last weekend on that Saturday, how much fun those guys were having, how – like just the atmospheres felt great. It was all so positive. And then you literally just listen to that great throw, great catch in the corner of the end zone, gets both feet down, good competition. And everyone goes, Oh, and that was it. That was it. It literally sounded like the most boring practice I've ever heard in my life. And I'm like, I guess that's just Nick Saban. Like, but that if I'm a recruit and I go to that practice, I'm like, wow, this really seems shitty. Like practice seems like it sucks. Well, a Bama fan or a Bama player would just come back and be like, hey, that's just us. We've been here before. We collect championships. We get rings. Like it's not a big deal for us. That's what they would say. But I've been a part of winning programs. I've been around losing programs. And like, I can promise you, you can still win while having fun and, getting excited and fired up for your teammate. So yeah, it was, it was a little weird that they posted that video. It was very, it's a hype video that was very not hype at all. And so it's funny that you saw that and pointed that out. Yeah, it was, it was very strange to me. I'm like, like nobody even was like, yay, good throw. Like no, like 
one person. Well, there trapped. wasn't another. There wasn't another receiver that came up to dap his buddy up. There wasn't like there wasn't like some GA running to grab the ball and like slapping him, being like "good catch." Like you didn't hear people loud. Like you heard a little bit of loud noises, like "yay," but it wasn't like uh, you know, I don't know. It was a little. It was, it was funny that you pointed that out. Very strange. Um, but yeah, let's hop over to pro day. So great opportunity for the guys that didn't get to go to the combine. Big ones being Jerome Carvin, who still astounds me. I, I don't understand, you know, why he didn't get an invite. I would have invited, like, obviously I'm biased, but I would have had him there. Um, so it's a great opportunity from them uh, actually getting to show everything. You know, they said, you know, representatives from all 32 teams are there. So got to see those guys. And then, you know, this is a thing that, you know, maybe not many people talk about, but like Jalen Hyatt being who he is, winning the Blitnikoff and, you know, seen as a higher round helps Cedric Tillman because everyone's here to see Jalen Hyatt. Now they're looking at Cedric too. Darnell Wright moving up in the draft boards. Everyone's there to see Darnell, but it also helps Jerome too. Now they're there and they can watch and see what Jerome can do, how he can move um, in his ability. So that kind of thing, I, I thought it was great that Hinden was there and through. He's not throwing deep routes. He's not, you know, doing routes on air, but he's standing and he's throwing. And then in his interview afterwards, he said, I talked to my doctor on Monday. He said I could be running straight lines in three weeks and I could be ready by next season. That is massive. That literally brings him from like a three, four round to a two, a first, second round quarterback. If a team knows he will be ready in August, then they're going to be excited as hell. Can you see me? Yeah. Yeah, my camera angle just changed for whatever reason. I mean, we are having the most ridiculous of nonsense happening right now. So I apologize. I'm ready to get off this I thing. Know. So it's just hey, listen, it's it's part of it. We just gotta we gotta go with the flow. We gotta snap and clear. Oh my God. It, things happen. They they you know, you can't do much about it. You just kind of got to flow with it. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, the, the camera just fell as I was saying that. I mean, this is I know, I know, but like, you know, there's no way you do about your power going out. And it's like, I don't want to cut off a podcast. I want everybody to get the info out there. So we keep rolling. Snap and clear, right? Snap and clear, baby. That's right. We just gave up a sack on the last play, but we got to keep going. It's only second down. I know. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to keep this short and sweet anyways, but I, I think that's a great point that you mentioned about those guys being there. And those guys being there, that it helps the other ones to bring the eyes in. Now, listen, we're still Tennessee. You know, if Darnell said, hey, I'm not going through or, or, or Jalen's not going through, Cedric and Jerome are still good enough on their own to come through and, and have plenty of people here. Um, I loved seeing Braves there. And every picture you saw of Braves, that boy was like in it, man. He was there, like working with Jerome. He de he doesn't do he doesn't do anything half ass. Like he, he no. wants to get in those drills. Yeah, he's there with Darnell and Jerome. And as a Titans fan, I would not be upset if they drafted Darnell, even if they took him in the. We have an eleventh pick overall, and like, listen, I I feel so confident about him. And then like, obviously, people that know a lot more about it than I do, but like, 
you know, Lewis Riddick coming out and saying not only will Darnell be a starter year one, but he could be Pro Bowl All Pro. And I'm like, I mean, that is that's a statement. I mean, that is a freaking statement. That's Heck wild. Yeah, it is. Anyway, so yeah, it, like in some of the stuff that I saw, some of the clips I saw on from you know, I think it was Jack and Ryan that were there, or no, it was Ryan and Rick. But like, like you said, it was great to see Hendon throwing. I got to see Jalen with the three cone drill. I, he looked better. I don't know his time, but he looked better than I thought he did. He did. Um, I thought. I thought some. I thought the forties, like you said, Latrell looked like he was moving good. Jerome looked good. Uh, Sed looked good. Uh, some of the routes I saw looked nice and crisp. Um, I saw a couple things for Jeremy Banks, and and he looked. You know, they looked fine. So, um, it's also good too for for Jeremy, Darnell. Jalen and said like they already put up something like a month ago three weeks ago with the combine so to come back and say hey you know because there are some guys like Darnell could have been like I'm, I'm I've already crushed it at the at the um combine I'm not I'm not doing it now and he's he's still going first round so it's like oh, that yeah. they showed that they're still going to go and compete and and do what they need to do so yeah exactly and like guys like Latrell Bumpus who didn't get that opportunity it's like or Princeton fans yeah and yeah. You know, I saw like a video of him running his 40. I thought he looked like pretty quick doing it. Um, I did enjoy that three cone drill from Jalen yeah. actually getting to see that out of him because that's always our concern is his it looked, agility, hey, it looked, it looked, his listen, side to side. Yeah. And he looked good. It looked much better than I expected on his three cone drill. So, yeah, much better. Um, there was also some film of Cedric and Jalen running their routes. And Jalen did a very good job of overemphasizing hand catching. We always talk about it on here and how hand catching is so important for wide receivers. He was going to make sure everyone saw, I'm hand catching these. I'm getting them good and pulling them in. Um, Sed did the same thing. I think Sed, man, he just looks so powerful and smooth at the same time. Um, I really think that whoever grabs him, it's a steal. I don't think he's, you know, first rounder because he didn't play it all this year. Like, I mean, he did, but not a lot. And then, you know, it was a year, two years ago that he had his big season. So teams might not be big on him right now, but what a great add to a team. Um, can See, you really say that, you one. say that, and I feel the same about Seb, but I feel the same way about Jerome. If Jerome goes fifth, sixth, seventh, dude. A guy with that much production, that much caliber, he came out that he bummed his ankle and played through it all year like that. Like, dude, he's going to be – I mean, it's the same thing like with some of the guys that were there when you came first came in, but like uh, a Zach Fulton, a uh, James Stone, a some of these guys, and they, they weren't as highly touted as, as um, you know, as Tiny Richardson or, or you know, uh, Jawan James. You know, Jawan James went first round, but then you look up and it's like Zach Fulton or – James Stone, or there's maybe another one I'm forgetting. It's like, oh, they played six years in the league. They played seven years in the league, played five years in the league. It's like they had some nice-ass careers. Oh, yeah. And and Jerome literally has starts at center, starts at guard, didn't get starts at the other guard, but, like, can play all three. He's going to – he's going to be fine. Like, yeah. Yeah. whoever grabs him is not going to let him go. He is way too valuable. And such a smart dude, athletic, strong, and then can literally play all three interior positions. Like, yes, bring yeah. it on. Right, right. So, super excited for him. Cannot wait. And then whenever he gets drafted, maybe we can get him on a little interview. 
Jerome's great. Jerome is great. One of my favorite people. Yeah, I loved interviewing him and and Jacob. So, all yeah. right, I, I, I got to get off here because if I don't if, if I don't get off here now, I'm gonna I'm just gonna lose my mind. So <laughs> it's okay. About it's to, okay. I'm, I'm literally about to exit out, and you can do whatever you need to do. All right, man. See you, brother. See ya. All right. Thank you guys for watching and listening. If you are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, um, and leave a comment. We love answering the comments on YouTube. If you're just listening, write and review, download and re-download. Follow us on those pages, whether you're on Apple, on Spotify, wherever. Um, make sure you're checking out the RTI.com website. That's where you can get everything Tennessee athletics. It's not just football. It's not just basketball. It's everything. Talk about everything. So make sure and check it out over there. Um, also, follow us on social media at Pancakes and Bacon on Twitter, at rbacon 26 read at Kyler Kerbison for myself on all social medias. Uh, so appreciate those follows. And thank you, guys. Thank you for all the new people we have now um, who have started following us this week since we joined RTI. Um, and then thank you for all the loyal listeners and watchers who have been with us for a long time. You, you know, you guys are the reasons why we do this. So just appreciate you so much. Um, and as always, go Vols. You're listening to RTI Audio, powered by Rocky Top Insider.